0: In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on LinkedIn.com spoken today. Down the blind, Andrew job. Inside for Elba. Elba will score. Elba will score. Newcastle at one Welcome back to the Rugby League Guru Podcast. Gonna jump into our full review of round eighteen. Before you haven't listened, if you haven't listened to the podcast from today, highly advise you get around them some really quality content coming out this morning. Obviously, talking about Tavita Pangai Jr. rumors of him joining the Penrith Panthers today, which would be massive. We also had our review of Tales from Tiger Town this morning. Really enjoyed that one. This afternoon still to come your way. We're gonna diving into the round nineteen teamless Tuesday. Massive for Supercoach. A big afternoon coming there. And then of course we're gonna touch on Andrew Johns and one of the more disappointing parts of his career, which I feel like we don't talk anywhere near enough about. So i going to dive into that this afternoon. But round 18, cracking round of footy, I thought there were some really good highlights, a round that I really enjoyed. Uh, Dean from the NRL Roast posted a video yesterday afternoon talking about all the stuff we saw and I thought it was sensational. A round of footy that I really enjoyed in the midst of a season where we're complaining about blowouts and all everything that's wrong with rugby league. I really did enjoy this week, some really outstanding performances and some of the better teams are starting themselves once again. We kicked off on Friday, obviously no Thursday night footy, with the Parramatta Eels taking on the Gold Coast Titans from up there at Seabus Super Stadium, and Parramatta, really impressive performance. Uh, They kept the Gold Coast Titans scoreless until the 60th minute, which was really impressive. 20-0 at halftime. They ended up winning 26-8, took their uh, their foot off the pedal a little bit in the back end, but the damage was done early. Dylan Brown scored a fantastic solo try. I thought Reed Mahoney, he had a really good game as well. He was very impressive. The standout for me, though, uh, probably was Nathan Brown. Now, obviously, they were without Junior Paula and without Mitch Moses. And these two guys, you take them out, and I, and I said it in the preview podcast, Nathan Brown becomes incredibly important all of a sudden. I thought he was fantastic through the center third, worked his ass off, played 75 minutes, some fantastic ball playing. I think he came up with one tri-assist that uh, Reed Mahoney scored. He was unlucky not to have another two. Some brilliant passing at the line that he was doing, really establishing himself as one of the best lock forwards in our game in an era that is dominated by really talented lock forwards. I think that Nathan Brown is really underrated. I think you saw that Mitch Mose in origin, he sort of struggled getting used to Isaiah Yeo, I think because he's so used to Nathan Brown. And they're similar players, but obviously that, that combination can throw you out of whack a little bit. Really impressive from the Parramatta Eels though, missing probably their best front rower and of course their halfback, their main man, uh, really impressive win there. Good to see Dylan Brown uh, with, with some attacking stats as well. It's been a little while between drinks before Dill, so exciting to see him back. I absolutely love Dylan Brown. I think he's a sensational player. Ryan Madison also looked like he was back to some of his damaging best. Now, let's dive into their Supercoach stores from this game. For the Parramatta Eels first, top scorer we just mentioned him, Ryan Madison, 135. The Gutho, the King, 110. Nathan Brown scored 100. We said how important he was going to be. We VC'd him in our draft comp this week. That paid dividends. Reed Marnie got 98. Hayes Dunster with a 70. If you're still holding Hayes on your bench, you did well there. Sean Lane, 64 with a try. Dylan Brown, 63 with a try. Isaiah Papali, a disappointing 54 by his standards there. Oregon Kafusi, 51. Wonga Blake, 51. Micah Sivo, 47. Nia Corre 38, another one that was really impressive. Uh, No one else overly relevant there. Regan Campbell-Gillard 34, Bryce Cartwright 24. For the Gold Coast Titans, top scorer Brian Kelly 99. David Fafita 68, actually got up to about 105 or so with a try at the very end. It was taken off him, though, downgraded back to 68. So if you traded him in this week, I don't know, you probably might be a little bit disappointed with 68 just quietly. Just really struggled to get into the game. Scored a try, which sort of saved his ass, but he just struggled to get into the game. He was subbed early, which I couldn't believe. Bit of a strange way to use this kid, in my opinion. Ash Taylor, 63, threw an absolute gem of a pass to their left winger. I think it was Brian Kelly. Absolute royalty there from Ash Taylor. 63 points for him. Uh, Clark, 56. Mo Foster-Waker 56, backing up from Origins. Same as Big Tino, 56. Jermaine Joller, 54. Little unsung hero he is. AJ Brimson, 51. The Peach, 50. Corey Thompson, 44. Jared Wallace, 35. Sammy, 29. Kevin Proctor, 28. No one else overly relevant there. He also had Jamal Fogarty scored 17 with an injury there, a compound fracture so a uh, big loss there for the times interesting to see if he is named this afternoon the next game was on Friday night you had the Manly Seagulls taking on the St. George Illawarra Dragons and i got to say when I saw that DCE was ruled out I sort of thought the Dragons good value here, I got them at 370 I then uh, re, re-updated my app and they'd come into 270 so a lot of people were on the Dragons I think if Matt, if Matt Dufty plays they probably win this game Tyrell Sloan was really good but they just ran out of options very early, they scored first, an unreal try through Sloan, as I said, Jack Bird setting up an absolute pearler there, and then Manly clicked into gear. Morgan Harper, Ollaka o- o- too on the on the edge there. He has been unreal. I've obviously, you know, we've spoken about Curtis Siren. and he's due back sometime soon. I don't know if Siren is going to get back into this side, to be honest with you. The edges are just doing Unreal. The guy that we spoke about all preseason is our Rookie of the Year, Josh Schuster. He is unbelievable. He is an absolute freak, Josh Schuster. I think he's got 13 written on his forehead in the future. I said that on the podcast the other day. got a little bit of pushback. actually got a message from him. He actually quite liked it. He wanted to know where he could listen to the podcast. So I think Josh Schuster, he has got 13 on his mind moving moving forward. He's just got a bit of that X factor, a bit, a bit of that flair, and he's tough as nails as well, really hard to handle. He's sort of got a bit of... David Fafita mixed with sort of a Victor Radley sort of type. So big future for him. Really looking forward to seeing how it unfolds for him. Brad Parker scored an absolute pearl of a try. We put it up on our Instagram. Vintage Kieran Four, and He was unreal. Scored a try himself as well. Kate Cuss scored a good try as well. Uh, St. George of Just the reality of their season, I think. Oh, I thought going into the bubble might actually help them. And when I watched the first five minutes, I sat there and went, Guru, you genius. You've nailed this. And then Manly clicked into gear. I think the big takeaway from this is that Manly have done this without D.C and without Tom Trojevic, two guys that we probably question how relevant Manly are going to be when they're not playing. But they did really well. A really impressive win for the Manly Seagulls, especially without those guys. Keeps their top four hopes well and truly alive. Let's dive into the Supercoach scores. Josh Schuster, he top scored for the Manly Seagulls with 96. If you held on to him in classic, big win there for you. I was absolutely stoked to see him back there too, as we mentioned, 95 points. If you brought him in, you're also flying. He's been doing incredibly well. Ruben Garrick somehow got away with a 78. I thought he was going to be much lower. Couldn't believe his score when I checked at the end. Filthy, I don't have him. Foz, 76. Moses Souley, 74. Morgan Harper, 61. Cade Cuss, 58. Hank Scorpio, Brad Parker, 53. to power 48. Perseca 41. Sean Kepi, 36. Uh, Dylan Walker, 29. Lawton, he got injured for a 26. And, of course... Jason Saab, no Trevojevic, no Saab. Come up with an 11-pointer there. So if you have got Saab and you played him this week, which you might have been forced into, devastating there for you. You're probably losing a heap of money there at the moment. But Tommy Turbo returns next week, so should make Saab relevant once again. For the Dragon, Jack Birdtop scored 84. The Moose, Josh Maguire, 78. Josh Kerr, 69. Andrew McCulloch, a really solid 66. Gerard Beale, 56. Tyrell Sloan, 55. Jack DeBellon 47. Ben Hunt, 47. Backing up from origin was very impressive again. Blake Laurie, 42. Those scores, they just keep on fluctuating with Blake Laurie. So hard to get a read on. Tariq Sims, 33. Jackson Ford, 26. One of my favourites. I'm going to be sticking clear of him in draft and everything. Not that I can get him now in my comp anyway, but he's a guy that I was definitely looking at that could be relevant. Cody Ramsey, another one that people might still have in Classic. He's only got 18 points there, so very, very disappointing for him. Corey Norman, 26 points there as well. So that was the Friday night games. Then Super Saturday, we had three games of footy. The first one was the North Queensland Cowboys and the Sydney Roosters. Uh, Cowboys came out and led this game. They actually looked pretty good early to be honest. I was a little bit little bit rattled. I really thought the Roosters were going to put the cleaners through them and they, they came out strong. Um, Jarved Bowen scored in the fourth minute. Hamiso, he backed it up in the 13th minute with a cracking try. All of a sudden, it was 12-0 and I was going, what is going on here? Then, The State of Origin representative, he entered the field. Angus Crichton, he was unreal in this game. Unbelievable. I know a lot of people in Supercoats, they benched him because he was named on the bench originally. He had an abs, he brained it. He was on fire the other day, Angus Crichton. I think he is... Uh, one of, if not the premier back row in our game. Absolutely love watching him do his business. Also saw Billy Smith score a good try. Another guy that, I think he's played five games of first grade now. He's scored five tries. The guru's been on him each and every week. He's come in every week as well for an anytime try scorer. Wouldn't be shocked to see Billy Smith keep scoring tries when he is in this team. I think he's a kid with a big future who's just been unlucky so far in his career. Uh, Look, the Roosters, obviously, they came from behind. Really impressive. From the 15th minute on, or from the the time Angus Crichton walked on the field, it was 34-7. Six, it really was quite dominant. This is without James Tedesco, and this is without Takiaho as well. Uh, Cowboys obviously missing Val Holmes, but the Roosters, I mean, I just mentioned two guys they're missing. They're two internationals. One was the best player in the world 18 months ago. Then you've also got to think about Jake Friend, Boyd Courtner, Brett Morris, Lindsay Collins, Luke Keery. The list just goes on and on for the Roosters. So really impressive to see what they are doing here. And I put up on my Instagram the other day, uh, if the Roosters were full strength, would they be competing with the top teams? And personally, I think they definitely, definitely would be I know a a lot of people don't like the Roosters and that's completely fine but Geez, they're doing a good job considering all the injuries they've got and whatnot. Uh, Let's dive into the Supercoach scores. Actually, before we do, I just want to mention also Victor Radley. I thought he was unreal in this game. Without Takiyahu, he played big minutes through the middle again. It was him and Angus Crichton and Jared Rhea Hargraves. I thought the three of those guys were absolutely massive. Tupanua had a really good game as well. He's been a really good find for the Roosters over the last 18 months or so. Another guy that I thought was really impressive in a short stint is a kid that I've been talking about for a long time, Egan Butcher. I think this kid's got a massive future, so keep an eye on him moving forward Supercoach scores for the Sydney Roosters Ikevalu top scored 123 I think the last time he played the Cowboys he scored five tries I think he scored two tries in this game's Ikavalu. Uh, No stranger to a media up in North Queensland. Very impressive. Sammy Walker with 120. Drew Hutchinson bounced back with a big game, 119. Joey Manu at fullback, always impressive, 89. Angus Crichton, 79. Billy Smith, 77. Victor the Inflictor, 75. Tupinua, 71. Josh Morris, 59. Maria Hargraves, 56. Isaac Liu, 56. Daniel Tupu, 54. I believe Daniel Tupu didn't score a try as well, so for him to mount 54 points without scoring a try... A very impressive performance. That's the sort of Daniel Tooper that we know and love. Uh, Who else have we got? Sammy Verrills, 33. Disappointing for those that went after him. I never really understood why people were chasing Sam Verrills, to be honest with you, though. For the North, Queensland Cowboys. Top scorer, the Hammer, 98. Reese Robson, 96. Scotty Drinkwater, 80. Tal 72. Getting back to some of his best there. Mitch Dunn, 68. Jarvid Bowen, 68. Unfortunately done an ACL, so we won't be seeing him again. Terrible news for Jarvid. We wish him all the very best. Tommy Dearden with a 60. Cohen Hess, 48. Shane Wright, 42. Molo, 38. Granville, 33. Tommy Gilbert, 32. Kyle felt 32 a luggy with a 20 there. No one else really relevant in that game. The second game of Super Saturday. I saw the Canberra Raiders taking on the Cronulla Sharks. Canber Raiders bouncing back from a win the week before. I was sort of wasn't sure whether to buy into it or not. You all know how high I was on the Canber Raiders at the start of the season, how I kept backing them to bounce back and they just never did. Looks like over the last two weeks they may have found something. Um, they started this game really well. Jordan Rapana scored first. I sort, of, I sort of never felt like they were out of control in this game. There was a moment, uh, there was a brief stint there where the Cronulla Sharks, they were up by about six points or so. Uh, I think it was going into half-time they were up, actually. Uh, or maybe it was 12-all, 10-all around that mark. But it was a close game. I just, I never felt like the Raiders were going to lose this, this game, to be honest with you. It felt more like the old Canberra Raiders. Uh, the star of the night was Xavier Savage. He was unreal playing fullback. He is just electric. Picked up a shoulder injury at one point in that game, but I thought he was very, very impressive. Um, last five minutes or so, uh, you know, Canberra, they scored two tries, one through Savage. Um, then Semi, the winger, scored, obviously, with Sivitalakai sent from the field. I'm not sure what he actually did. I I assume it was maybe back chat. I didn't actually see it, and I haven't heard anyone really talk about what the actual offence was, but Sivitalikai came off the field there for the last few minutes, left the Cronulla Sharks with 12, but uh, the game was gone by that point, realistically. Really disappointing for the Sharks. Uh, Sean Johnson, he's been unreal the last few weeks, and I've talked a lot about him. I was a little bit disappointed with his performance the other night uh, for the Cronulla Sharks, and it's going to be an interesting few weeks for them. Obviously, a team that they well and truly have the capabilities to make the eight. It just depends what Cronulla Sharks side you're going to get. They've been so inconsistent the last few weeks with losses to the Raiders and to the Brisbane Broncos. I just constantly feel like they're a better team than what they put out there, which has been very disappointing. We hear that Aaron Woods, he potentially could be leaving very soon, so an interesting spot to watch there. If he does leave, you've obviously got guys like Hamlin Uwele who's there. Uh, you've got Royce Hunt who's coming back from injury. You've also got guys like Jack Williams and Civitalico So they could cover that position, of course, but uh, really was expecting more from them. I thought Aiden Tolman was great. He did a people work through the middle something like 50-odd tackles and, and another 12 or 15 hit-ups. He was unreal uh, as he always is. He's just Mr. Consistent for this side. Uh, Aiden Tolman very, very impressive as always. I thought Tyg Wilden he was great. A heap of base stats there. Did really well for himself. A really unsung hero in this team and I, I keep thinking he can't be too far away from a try. He keeps on putting himself in the right spots. Uh, Xavier Savage, I said, was the star. Another guy that I thought was unreal. Corey hutterwira Nira He just looks so damaging. It, it kind of looked like Sonny Bill out there for a little bit. Just every time he. He touched the ball. There was it looked like there were spiders on him. Just everything was freezing around him. There was offloads left, right, and center. I thought he was sensational. Um, Canberra Raiders. I, I don't know if I'm declaring them back, but gee whiz, they're looking damn good once again. So very interesting to see how they go over the next few weeks. I think they're ninth at the moment. So a team that has a lot of seasoned, experienced players. One in particular, I want to give a wrap to. I've been very, very, very critical of him the last few weeks. I thought Jared Croker. He played his best game on the weekend that I've seen him playing a little while. So hopefully. He's starting to turn that around. Uh, Supercoach Wise, for the Canberators, Hutterware and Naira, as we mentioned, 124. Xavier Savage, 114. Hudson Young, 103. Jordan Rapana, 79. Sebastian Chris, 53. Joey Tapane, 51. Tommy Starling, 50 off the pine. Ryan Sutton, 50. Jared Croker, the man we mentioned, 50 points as well. Gula, 47. Joshy Hodgson, 46. Sam Williams, 45. Jack Whiten, 43 with an injury. Interesting to see if he backs up this week. Josh Papali, 34 points there. Ryan James with an 11. Bit of an AA nightmare for a couple of people, uh, including the guru. For the Cronulla Sharks, Jesse Ramey and He was brought in a couple of weeks ago by a number of people, 68 points. Just, he, he just sort of sums up the Sharks for me at the moment. So much talent, so much potential, just not getting the job done, just not getting the points that he should. Still scored well there, but I, I think he should be doing that most weeks, to be honest with you, Jesse Ramian. Tyg Wilton, an impressive 61. Toby Rudolph, real real flying under the radar incredibly in this side, in my opinion. 57 points there. Aiden Tolman, solid 53. Mulatalo, 50. Katoa, 50. Braden Trindle, 47. Jackie Williams, 42. Will Kennedy, 41. Aaron Woods, 25. ULA, 23. Sivitalikai, 22. Probably the biggest disappointment coming out of the Cronulla Sharks was, of course, Sean Johnson. 17 points. A lot of people have Sean Johnson at the moment. I saw a couple of people throw the uh, the captain armband on him as well, so that probably ends your season, unfortunately. A big hit there. Connor Tracy with the disappointing 15. Uh, He was on zero at halftime, so he definitely improved on that, but disappointing for a guy like Tracy who's got so much ability. The late game. We saw the Melbourne Storm take on the Newcastle Knights. And the Melbourne Storm, they just put the cleaners through them. I think we predicted this one. This sort of went as we expected. The Melbourne Storm, they are just too good at the moment. You think about the number of guys that are missing from this team. They rested Josh Adokar. They're missing Christian Welsh. They're missing Harry Grant. I mean, it is just unbelievable. Ryan Pappenhausen, Clive Churchill medalist, just unreal. Like, you you could argue that from last year, they're missing the best hooker and the best fullback and the best winger in the game. It is unbelievable. You could even argue with me they're missing one of the best front rowers in the game. You could argue they're missing the best front row in the game, Christian Welsh. Incredible what they're doing at the moment. Still putting the cleaners through teams. Knights, obviously without Mitchell Pearce, but they had Kalen Ponger. I mean, he normally gives them a heap of confidence. So a very, very impressive performance from the Melbourne Storm. I think Jerome Hughes, he is playing lights-out footy at the moment, as is Nico Hines. It's going to be very interesting when Pappenhausen does return. Obviously, Nico Hines, he's been unbelievable the last few weeks. He's one of the former players in the competition, but... Pappy before he left, he was doing the exact same thing. So it's unbelievable. The squad that they've built, it really is incredible. Uh, the Newcastle Knights, obviously they need Pierce back, but I'm sorry, he's not a 44 point player. There is just a big divide between the top teams, the medium teams, and there's a bigger gap to the bottom teams as well. And Newcastle, they sort of sit between medium and bottom somewhere in that range. It just depends which of their three or four superstars is on the field each week, but very disappointing for the Newcastle Knights, obviously missing Daniel Saifidi, obviously missing, uh, Mitchell Pierce, uh, Jacob Saifedi suffered an injury during this one as well. So disappointing for them, but I think they've just got to show better. Some of the shape that the Melbourne Storm are putting up at the moment is unreal. And some of the simple stuff, uh, so, sorry, so, so some of the simple stuff they're doing, they, they, they just like they look like they're doing it 30% better than anyone else. They're incredible at the moment. They've got a couple of big matches coming up between the Penrith Panthers and and the Manly Seagulls over the next month or so. So really, really looking forward to those matchups. Hopefully, we see Harry Grant return. Hopefully, we see Ryan Pappenhausen return over the next few weeks. Fingers crossed we see him return this afternoon in Teamlist. Stay tuned for that podcast. Supercoach Wise in this one. Melbourne Storm, top scorer of the week. Nico Hines, 166. Justin Olam, 124. Cam Munster, 115. I think that's his first Skunjo this season, Cam Munster. Jerome Hughes, 96. George Jennings, 85. Brandon Smith. 76. Penne, 58. Really impressive performance by Penne. The Warriors, they've got themselves a good one there. It's going to be one hell of a forward pack next year. Remus Smith's got a good little try. Set up another one, 52. Felice Cafusi 51. Kenny Bromwich, 51. Tui Kamakamika, 48. He's going to be really important at the back end of this season for me. Jesse Bromwich, 47. Dal Finucane, 22, backing up from Origin. Jordan Grant made his debut for the Melbourne Storm as well. Congratulations to him. They don't hand out those jerseys. I got a little bit excited when I saw the Grant name come up on the Whisperer's uh, Instagram page that he was playing. Jordan Grant, of, of course, though, a fantastic debut for him. Congratulations. For the Newcastle Knights, top scorer Mitch Barnett, 61. Jacob Saifidi, 50, with an injury. Connor Watson, 48. Jaden Braley, 47. Josh King, 44. Frizzell, 43. Jesus, it's grim that we're only, what, six players down we're into the 30s here Fitzgibbon 38 Kurt Mann 38 um, you got Jake Clifford uh 32 Dominic Young I almost said Dean Young D Young there 37 points not bad considering uh, not much went their way realistically uh Heimel Hunt 31 Phoenix Crossland 24 Jack Johns 18 but the real stinger Caleb Ponger 9 obviously had a HIA A injury in this game, so really hurts if you did bring in KP. If you didn't, geez, he's going to be cheap over the next few weeks with that thrown into his average, so might be an option for a number of people there. Sunday afternoon footy, we kicked off with the New Zealand Warriors taking on the Penrith Panthers, and I've already spoken about this game this week, so no need to go too deep into it, but the New Zealand Warriors, they lost Tohu, they lost Roger Avarsashek, they lost Egan, I think they lost Rocco Berry as well, so four injuries essentially all in the first half. I know Tohu, Harris and Roger and Egan, they went went down in the first between the 10th minute and about the 22nd minute so absolutely devastating for the Warriors they actually got into the lead after that but then of course the Panthers they, they they just ran them down in the second half scoring three tries to one winning 30 to 16 I think considering all things considered and I'm not in the credits business I'm not in the sympathy business but fuck the Warriors have been impressive they really are goers and they are so resilient I've been so impressed with them over the last few weeks over the last 18 months realistically for the Panthers obviously got a dream start charged down on Philly Army kick out I thought that Tyro May had his best game I've seen him play in a little while through an absolute. Peach of a ball out to Brian Toto, who finished in style, as he always does. Liam Martin scored a try later as well, which was very impressive. Um, Penrith Panthers just rolling through. Not not really much to go into this game, realistically. I thought Reese Walsh, he was unbelievable. He stepped up and played a really critical role. Matt Lodge and Adam Fanour Blake, and pr- probably Jazz Vega they deserve all the credit, though. They were incredible in this game. They really held the middle well against a fit and firing team with a heap of origin stars, with a heap of reserves in the sun Sunday afternoon. Everything against the New Zealand Warriors, every reason to get smashed in this game and throw in the town, they just don't. Tohu Harris injury, long term that is going to really hurt them. You have got Jazz that can play 13. You've also got Josh Curran. I think he'll be really relevant over the next few weeks as well, but really hard to replace a guy like Tohu Harris and without having a calculator in front of me to work out the months, you'd have to think that he would probably be struggling to start the season next year. Really poor timing there, but hopefully Tohu Harris we see him back round one with lining up with Sean Johnson once again and ready to rip in. Supercoach Wise in this game for the Penrith Panthers, Billy Army kick out 95. Ty May, 89. Brian oh very impressive, 88 once again. Liam Martin, 76 with a meaty. Charlie Staines, 68. Had a couple of low scores over the last few weeks, so good to see Charlie Staines get back up there. Matty Burton, an impressive 67. The Fish, 65. Leota, 60. Really good knock there. You could see him play more minutes over the next few weeks, so he's one to keep an eye on. Dylan Edwards, 58. Isaiah Yo, 49. Stephen Crichton, 49. Scotty Sorensen, 33. Kirk Capewell, 30. Abby Curis out, 27. For the New Zealand Warriors top scorer Matty Lodge an 80 minute performance uh, set up a try as well which was unreal 116 from Matt Lodge simply incredible to think a front rower scored 116 without scoring a try, unbelievable by Lodge, an incredible performance. Reese Walsh, 98. Adam Fanua blake 78. Not quite the score that Matt Lodge got, but still an incredibly impressive performance from Adam Fenua-Blake. 78, essentially in base from 75 minutes. Very impressive. Jazz Vega, same story. 76 points. Dallin matenny Lesniak, 75. Eli Katawa, 56. Leeson Armour, 51. Josh Curran, 48. Rocco Berry, 48. Bailey Siranen, 45. Wade Egan, 38. Montoya, 38. Ewan Aitken, 25. Cody Nikarima came off the bench to play hooker. Looks like he could spend a bit of time there moving forward. 20 points. Chatty at 20. Roger. Disappointing. Nine. And Tohu Harris, a real stinger for anyone, including myself. That kept Tohu Harris. A lot of people sold him. Turns out in hindsight, that was the exact move to play. We held on to him for two weeks. He scored six points, so cost us placings, and then of course, you were going to lose money off him as well. So a big stinger with Tohu Harris there moving forward. That one really, really hurt. The next game, we saw the Brisbane Broncos taking on the West Tigers. I thought this was a really good game. Uh, It was really in the balance for a long time there. I actually thought there was a try that Jermaine Osako scored that... um they got taken off them, and personally, I think if they would have given that try, which it was, a, it was a complete right call. To be fair, uh, I think the, the the officials got it exactly right. But I think that if they would have got that try, the Broncos, I think they win this game. To be honest with you, that would have put them up in this game instead. I think the Tigers went and scored three tries unanswered, which was unbelievable. David Nofaluma scored a try at the back end, where hit a heap of legs. There was a heap of air swings. This is something I never really understand with fullbacks, and I, I know it's easy to say sitting from my lounge, but these fullbacks and wingers when they're cleaning up grubber. Mate, it's a football. It can bounce any which way imaginable. I can't believe how many of them just swing a foot at it instead of diving on the ball and making sure of the job. I mean, we seem to see a try scored off this every two weeks or so. I know the Broncos, it's happened to them a couple of times over the last few months. I know it happened to Jermaine Osako a couple of weeks ago too. It's Kevin Walters. I know it's a small thing, but it's something I'd be talking to him about. Fuck, Throw your body at the ball. Make sure you get rid of it because it's just not worth the risk. It really did turn this game on its head. We saw Stefano. He scored a good try at the back end as well. I really like the way that this kid's coming on. I think he's been really impressive this season. I think Freddie picking him in origin is a really good thing for him. I think it's given him a lot of confidence. At the start of the season, I was sort of looking at him going, geez, you can just tell this kid was the biggest kid in SG ball. He dominated it all, came easy. Now he's got the first grade. It's taken him a couple of weeks to find himself, but I'm really starting to get impressed with Big Stefano. He obviously came into first grade with comparisons to Payne Haas, which was probably unfair. But moving forward, I'm not saying he's Payne Haas, but my God, he's going to be a really solid footballer. I'm really starting to like him. Star of the day, though, here for the West Tigers, Adam Dwayhe. I've been very critical in the past of him not being a 5'8". He's absolutely brained at the last few weeks. He's been unreal since returning there. In this game, I think he had five tries here. So very, very impressive from Adam Dwayhe. Obviously part of their leadership group and featured pretty heavily in the uh, Tigers' Tales from Tiger Town documentary that launched last night, which was very exciting. We did a review of that this morning if you want to go back and have a listen to it. For the Broncos... I just... And I don't want to be too critical of him, but I just don't understand how Brodie Croft is in this team still. I mean, I watched him overrun the dummy half three times on Sunday. Three times. I mean, it is just so frustrating to watch. I... I don't know how they're getting so many simple things wrong and they're still hanging in games. Like, yes, they lose this game by, what what is it, 18 points, 22 points or something along those lines. But, mate, this game was really close until the last 15 minutes and it was just those errors that they just, they constantly just leak stupid errors that led other teams back in the games. It's not a lack of effort for the Broncos at the moment. They're putting in the effort. They're wanting to show up for each other. It's just those little moments that they've got to put the ice on. They've got to get the simple things right. A very disappointing game for the Broncos. They will be filthy on losing that one. That was definitely a game that they could have and they should have won as well. So, Coach Wise in this game. Top scorer, as we mentioned then, for the West Tigers, Adam Dway here, 154. Very impressive. Dane Laurie just keeps on keeping on the youngster. An absolute freak. 100 super coach points. Big Stefano, we mentioned him, 98. Tommy Talao, 84. Nofaluma, 80. Luciano Lelua, 69. James Tarmel, a big 60. Brooksy, 47. Jacob Little, 44. Alex Twoll, 44. Mamalo, 42. Came up with a huge play in that game in the air. Offerhen Gowie, 39. Kid on debut, Palgo. I've never really seen my of him. Looks really good though, 38. Tom McCailey, 36. Luke Garner, 33. Tui Simpkins on debut as well, 27. And Mozambai, 38. 14 off the pine. For the Brisbane Broncos, Jordan Ricky top-scored 93. I think he came off the bench, obviously replaced T.C. Rabati, who got injured. We're hearing that he will be fit to play and to be named this afternoon. Payne Haas, another spirited 89. Very impressive. Tom Flegler, 71. Tommy Gamble, 71. Tessie News, 61. Corey Oates, 59 with a try. Jermaine Asako, pretty impressive, 58 without a try or anything. Jake Turbin, 56. Alex Glenn, 50. Katoni Starks 50 with a try. I, I, uh, this is the one issue I have with the Broncos. Outside of the way Brady Croft played, I can't believe how little ball Tony Staggs is getting. How many times they're dumping the ball off. Uh, with Jordan Ricky. I could not believe it on that edge. Get your Ferrari some ball. Did they not watch Origin the last few weeks? Are they not watching how the modern game's being played? Your best players, they need to have a heap of touches. Very disappointed how they use stags on the weekend. Reese Kennedy, 48, Kobe Hetherington 32. Palacea, thirty-one, uh Farmworth 31. Rabati got a six there, obviously got injured and Jesse Arthur's off the bench for a two there. Now, the last game was the South Sydney Rabbitohs and the Canterbury Bulldogs. And, geez, it's starting to get to Canterbury Bulldogs season, isn't it? The back end of the season, they tend to find a bit of form when they're a little bit irrelevant. They tend to stand up a little bit, and they're starting to do it here. South Sydney, by far and away, the better side. They just struggled to put this team away, Canterbury. They just hang in there. Had a couple of lucky sort of things go their way. There was a probably the most average 40-20 I've ever seen kicked. I've never seen a ball bounce for longer without sitting up. The kick uh, from Sione Katoa to get that 40 they then scored on the left side through Jay Norkemore through a bit of a little bit of a controversial play coming off the five eight uh, Lachlan and Lewis, but definitely not in the top one controversial plays that Lachlan Lewis was involved in. Good God, what about that tackle at halftime on Cody Walker? That was one of the strangest things. I've ever seen and we're, we're, we're going to drop a podcast on that probably tomorrow morning so stay tuned for that I know we've promised it for a few days we just keep running out of time here we will have it tomorrow I promise you that talking about and Lewis we said last week that we didn't think he should be re-signed and this is sort of the reason why Yeah, you can't rely on him I'm big on reliability I know a lot of people aren't but I am and I'm sorry but 10 minutes straight after halftime. It sort of cost them in this game here. I think they were well and truly in the fight. And then he has that little ego blast at halftime. We're hearing that apparently Cody Walker said, go back to reserve grade. Um, I mean, fuck you. You've got to be better than that. Of course, South Sydney, they came out in the first minute, scored through AJ. Um, yeah. And it was their game from then on, realistically, very, very costly there For the Canterbury Bulldogs. South Sydney, obviously Alex Johnson scored a couple more tries. I think it's, what is it, 23 tries this season, which is incredible. Um, Hopefully he's back very soon. It's going to be interesting how it changes that left edge, who of course, they also rested Latrell Mitchell in this game. Supercoach Wise for the South Sydney Rabbitohs. Cam Murray, 87. Cody Walker, 79. AJ, 69. Dan Gagai, 65. Adam Reynolds, 64. Mark Nichols, a try in his 100th game. Sensational for Marky Nichols, 61. Coleman and 60, Tane Millen 58, Tom Burgess 56, Braden Burns 52, Jaden Sewer 45 officially announced today going to the St. George Illawarra Dragons, Damian Cook 44, Jacob Host 44 with a try, Campbell Graham 35 Patrick Mago 32, Blake Taff, 25 and Liam Knight with a 15 for the Canterbury Bulldogs top scorer Jaden Ockhamore looked really good 68, Corey Waddell 64 one to keep an eye on over the next few weeks on your waiver wise, I think he's going to st- score a lot of base stats and I wouldn't be surprised to see him pick up a couple of meaties in the back end of this season. Josh Jackson, 62. The hooker. The hooker that came on the off the bench beyond Diodo. I mean wow. What a run that was. That was incredible to lay that try on that he did. A very impressive run there. Corey Allen, 60. Scored his first try for the Canterbury Bulldogs. Aaron Scoop, 57. If you get a chance, go and have a look at his Instagram page. He uploaded something the other day about living his dream playing first grade and a couple of photos of him as a youngster you know standing in front of uh, the team of legends Canterbury pitcher and everything very good to see love seeing that sort of stuff Luke Thompson a disappointing 50 not disappointing but I want more out of him realistically Will Hopawade 42 Sione Katoa 41 Jack Hetherington, 40. Dylan Narpa 39. Jake Avarillo, 39. Uh, Avar Siamana Fanai, 29. Higgy Ogden, 24. Nick Meaney, 24. And Matt Dory, 21. That wraps up our round 18 review. Guys, went into the Supercoach scores and some of our better performances from this weekend. Really enjoyed going through it. Stay tuned this afternoon. We're going to have our Team List Tuesday review for round 19. Really looking forward to doing that live with you. And then, of course, we're diving into Andrew, Joey, Johns looking at his career from a little bit of a different perspective that I don't think we think about enough.